my favorite Tuesday, Mike Wiggins in the Garden Line. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. I'm your host, Tammy Martin. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel, The Garden Line, with Mike Wiggins. Here we are. It is my favorite day, too. Oh, Thank yes, you very much. it's such a great day. Well, here we are, and um, it's hot. It's a little hot. <laughs> it's hot. Let's, you know, we, need to all, we always seem to start out with the weather, because it's... It affects well, everything we do. It's kind of like the traffic on Blue Angels. It's the same every day. Every day. There's yeah. no openings, and it's always hot. That's exactly <laughs> right. And, and the only advice I have is a, is a repeat um, of some ladder, of some advice we gave before, and that's just be careful out there. Um, you really get into 95, 96, 97 degrees. Uh, don't go mow the lawn at noon. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Um, now, I was out. I'm walking the dog early this morning, and it, it was relatively pleasant. Was it? it? Really, oh, it really was. I mean, it was hot, but it's, um, it's July. It's Pensacola. It's the way it is. But it, um, well, it was okay. So that's a good time. If you've got some chores, gardening chores, you've got to do, I think, early morning. Now, remember, I always had my 8 o'clock rule. We talked uh-huh. about that. Whereas if you have a lawnmower or a big weed eater that makes a lot of noise, I try to start at 8 so I don't wake up the neighbors. Right. But um, nowadays we all have, uh, not we all, but a lot of us have the battery-powered lawnmowers and tools that um, don't make much noise. So right. you, you can get at it as soon as the sun comes up. But be careful. Yes, Drink absolutely. a lot, you know, hydrate, and um, just like going to the beach. Just like going to the beach. Mm-hmm. Take it, care of yourself. Yeah. If you have a question, comment for Mike, 437-1620, you can call, text. We'd love to hear from you. Pictures. We love pictures. We do love pictures. We love questions. So any of your gardening pic, uh, com, uh, questions at all, 437-1620. Absolutely. I thought what we might do, I um, was going through my files, and this sometimes is fun because they do go back for years and years and years, and I found a little newsletter that I, I sent out, and I don't even think it was dated. But in any event, it had on it a checklist for summer. Okay. Very, very basic, nothing complicated. But I thought it might be fun for just at the beginning of the show to kind of run through mm-hmm. some of those things. And um, so here we go. You ready? Uh, number one is uh, fertilize your blooming plants as needed with a granular or liquid fertilizer. A good idea because what has happened, of course, is all of this rain has just leached any nutrients that are in the soil. They're, they're all gone. And so we need to add fertilizer, a little nitrogen, phosphate, potash, and you can go buy a five-pound bag of blooming plant fertilizer, general fertilizer, and, and that will probably suffice. Uh-huh. Remember, I like to put, if it's a taller plant, I like to put a half of a handful for every foot of height this time of year. Okay. But do it, you could do it monthly, but I think your, your blooming plants, your tropicals, um, obviously your vegetables too, um, need that extra fertilizer this time of year. And, of course, as we talk about lawns, this is the time right now, and I think the last two or three weeks we've concentrated on this. This is the time for that midsummer kick, midsummer feed for your St. Augustine, zoysia, and then some iron on your centipede. So if you, if you can get out, if you can get that stuff, get out there early in the morning and do that, You'll be right on schedule. And is it okay if it rains every day that you do this? Let me tell you. Let me tell you what. No, really. If you got a little, I say little, a light afternoon shower mm-hmm. on all that fertilizer, perfect. If you got one like we got 
Was it the day before oh, yesterday? Oh, goodness. It, <laughs> Sometimes. It was la- there was last week, I remember. Yeah, exactly. Because I was at lunch, and it was literal downpour for a good two or three hours. Exactly. And some of that, sometimes, if you get one that heavy, it's going to wash it all into right. the street, get into the stormwater system, and that's none of that is good. But a little afternoon shower would really, really help. But if it doesn't come, you got to water it. you okay. got to water it in. Um, as a matter of fact, um, after this everyday rain we've had, we're in a cycle right now where we're going to be 5%, 10% a day. Mm-hmm. So consider we, you know, we all have talked about this with our sandy soil. The water just kind of like a sponge just goes through. I would um, start my sprinkler system today. Okay. I would. Get on your schedule. I would say at this point in the summer at least three times a week for 30 to 45 minutes, depending on where you live and the con- consistency of your soil. If it's really sandy, like Gulf Breeze, mm-hmm. you may want to go 45 minutes. If up in Milton, you may just want to go half an hour. But in any event, I certainly would um, get that sprinkler system turned on and get my sprinklers all set because it looks like we're in for a little dry spell. Really? Which I think we will all welcome I, i'm excited actually <laughs> oh i am too i'm fired up okay, i was telling so th- my friend the other day i was like i'm losing my tan this this rain has got to stop we can't this, have that we cannot, we have, cannot that, have that not in the summer exactly. in florida yeah, exactly that's a good time to go see your dermatologist <laughs> when you've i lost, actually when have you've an lost appointment oh really yeah i go once a year oh i oh we all should oh no we are all, you going in the summer mike are you going to hold off until uh, i know we had this conversation we've had this conversation he doesn't want to get his hand slapped is the problem (laughs) but um they watch out for us and we appreciate (laughs) yes we've got some good ones in pensacola okay here we go you ready check your plants and lawns uh, daily for insects and disease that goes without saying but let me say one thing about lawn disease today um i was out once again Walking the dog. I'm dog sitting right now. So, Are you? Oh yeah. Well, my son has got a dog, and he um out of town and let us keep it. We like it because it's a great dog. Anyway, I was out in the lawn walking the walking the dog through the front yard, and all of a sudden, all around me, these moths start flittering up uh-huh. out of the yard. Well, we all know what that means in Pensacola in mid to late summer, even early early fall. I don't know what it means. Okay, you ready to go? Mm-hmm. It's um. One of those nasty bugs, a uh, sod webworm. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Here's what happens. Um, the moth flies over, lays its eggs. The eggs hatch. Little worms come up, oh, and they no. eat your lawn. <clears throat> it's so easy to diagnose mm-hmm. because what you'll have in your yard, one day, just one day, it'll be a perfect yard. The next day, you've got these brown areas. Well, the brown areas are literally the thatch that's underneath it. The little worms have eaten all the green blades of grass, except for a few. And the few that are left all have notches in them. That's the easy way to diagnose sod webworms. And so what you want to do, you've got to spray for that. They're Uh very easy to control. But once you've got them, you need to spray them. And the good news is if you spray them and control them, your lawn will generally come back from that because they don't eat the roots. They just eat that top lush growth. And with all this rain, our lawns are very, very lush, mm-hmm. and they love that. They absolutely love it. So you need to be on the lookout for that. I've also said if you've got a little monkey grass border, uh-huh. go kick it. Just put your foot through it. Huh. And if you have sod webworms, they love old monkey grass. They'll flitter up, and once you see them, you know that you have the 
chance to get to sod webworms. And this is where it gets a little weird. If you have the moths, you may not have the sod webworms. But if you have the sod webworms, you can be sure you had the moths. Does that make any sense? I think so. <laughs> okay. In other words, in other words, what you do, if you see the moths flitter uh-huh. around, don't run out and get your sprayer and start spraying. Okay. No. No. Wait till you see evidence that they, in fact, have laid the eggs and the, and the worms are eating your grass. Okay. And you need to do this really from now all the way through September mm-hmm. because um, just be aware. Just be aware. It's so funny. Back in our days when we were kind of analyzing turf problems, you could recognize sod webworm damage from 50 feet uh-huh. somebody would walk in with a, a piece of sod and you, you could see it from there that that's exactly what it was interesting and if you're going to have a problem that's not the bad problem to have because as i say your grass will come back but the green the, the, oh yeah but if you want to see really get close and personal to them right on the edge of the brown spot kind of separate it out with your fingers mm-hmm. and you'll find these little green worms about oh a half inch um long you know why they're green why they, they're eating the green grass oh oh yes kind of like flamingos <laughs> why they're pink <laughs> <laughs> i don't know the answer to that one <laughs> they eat the shrimp right oh okay <laughs> wow i stumped him for a second yes you had me, you had me. <laughs> if you're just now tuning in you're listening to news radio 92.3 informative local dependable i'm your host tammy martin it's the pensacola expert panel The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins, so get those questions in. I thought love was only true in fairy tales And for someone else, but not for me Our love was out to get me That's the way it seemed Disappointment haunted all my dreams then I saw her face. Welcome back. I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday morning. It's beautiful here in Pensacola. It's 918. You're listening to News Radio 923, informative, local, and dependable. I'm your host, Tammy Martin. It's the Garden Mine with Mike Wiggins, so get those questions in. 437-1620. We do have a question, Mike. Yes. What are these brown patches in my zoysia, zoysia grass? And I'm gonna show you because I took a picture of it. And maybe we can diagnose. Uh, a couple of things from, from that picture. One, and I've seen a lot of zoysia before all the rain mm-hmm. have um, patches like that of brown because it was dry, because it was dry. Um, that obviously is, is not a factor anymore. And if that was had been the problem in the picture you just showed me, I think that zoysia would have perked up a little bit. Okay. So I think we let's discount insects because mm-hmm. zoysia doesn't really have much of a problem there. So I think that simply leaves us with um, fungus of some sort. Now, fungus in zoysia kind of manifests itself very similar to what fungus in St. Augustine does, whereas it forms kind of an arc or a circle, mm-hmm. and on the edges of those it's kind of burnt brown. That picture doesn't show that. Yeah. It doesn't show that, but I still think it might be a, a fungus problem. Okay. Um, so I, I, I would um, consider spraying it or using a granular fungicide on it. But go back in time before all the rain, and if, in fact, it could have possibly gotten too dry, mm-hmm. I still think that could possibly be the answer there. Okay. 
But the zoysia um, does not like that real dry weather. I've seen them in my neighborhood. Um, now, I would also say if I hadn't seen the picture, I would say it might be in a little bit too much shade. But I, that looks like full sun to me. Yeah. So I, I, that's where I would go. Okay. That's, that's a tough problem. Um, unless one other, I'm just thinking one other thing, two other things. One, if you had used some weed killer on it, that's what it would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to kill weeds this time of year, it would have left those brown spots, those burnt spots. So I, I think you need to look at that. Um, and insofar as fertilization is concerned, if maybe you over-fertilized and got too much fertilizer in that spot. So I'm, okay. I'm kind of reaching on this one as to what's causing that. But I think there are um, some choices you might want to go back and look and see if any of those apply to you. Absolutely. And we have a phone call this morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning. I wanted to ask Mr. Wiggins if he would discuss the killing of weeds in a, say, flower bed that has rose plants in it. If you can use spray like Roundup without harming the plants, uh, weeds are, you know, scattered from the recent rain and uh, like torpedo grass and things like that. And I was wondering in the past, I think he had discussed that the fumes sometimes um, in this hot weather cause damage to your plants. Could you elaborate and discuss what might be done if you cannot hand weed? Yes, that is a great question because I'll tell you right now, with all of this rain we've had, um, what the caller's right, the weeds have gone berserk in flower beds and in natural areas and that type of thing. This time of year, believe it or not, if you're going to use Roundup, it's probably the best time if we're in a little dry stretch here. Here, here's what I would do. A couple of things about Roundup, and once again, I'm a broken record on this one. Do a little research on Roundup and be sure it's right for you because there's a lot of information on the Internet and, and publications about Roundup. Be sure it's right for you. And if so, here's what I would do. I would, number one, um, I would, I like to buy, there's a, there's a product out with Roundup now that's, um, it's a ready-to-use. So you don't have to mix it yourself. Um, I used to say, well, it's not quite as effective, but I believe it is. I've used it, and it really seems to be that it has a long wand on it, and you have to get right down on that weed. So if you can do that right around your rose bushes, would be just fine. Just don't get it on any green foliage. And if you have a sprinkler system in that area, turn it off. Give it two or three days in hot dry weather and you'll know you'll notice those weeds dying the probably within six to eight hours of spraying it it really works well i just wanted to be sure that's the right product for you now insofar as the what um, the caller is talking about the fumes mm-hmm. yeah if you're spraying your yard for weeds which i would not do this time of year no 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 if you're spraying your yard for weeds yeah, you can get a drift if it's windy, mm-hmm. and that can damage plants. But if you can get that Roundup right down on that weed, um, it's it'll it'll really work. Also, I have found on some of the Roundup ready-to-use products, on the wand, it's got a little um, plastic gizmo that will protect the Roundup from getting on your good plants. 
Last thing about Roundup. Okay, this is a fashion statement here. You ready? Okay. Long, long sleeve shirt, mask, hat, safety glasses, long pants, socks, shoes. Be careful. Cause I'm, I'm going to tell you. I know we got to take a break, but I'm going to tell you a story about Roundup and wearing the wrong shoes when we okay. get back. All right. Thank you so much for calling in today question. and asking Thank your you. question. We have You have a wonderful day. We're going to take a quick break here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's the Garden Line, so get your questions in, 437-1620. Local and dependable. I'm your host, Tammy Martin. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Thank you so much for calling and texting in. If you have a question, comment 437 1620. You're welcome to call or text. We have some questions we're going to get to in a few minutes, but I want to hear this story about oh, Roundup. Oh, yeah, this is a funny. It really is a practical story in that um, I sprayed some Roundup on um, a path, a concrete path that I had mm-hmm. uh, in the backyard to kill the weeds coming up through the bricks. Works like a charm. Very good. And I had one of my men doing a little bit of work with me in my yard, mm-hmm. doing something else in the front yard. But he had to come to the backyard. So he walked over the area where I had uh-huh. sprayed on the bricks. Mm-hmm. He just had on um, running shoes, if uh-huh. you will, and walked into the front yard. Two or three days later, I go out in my front yard. Oh, no. And I've got dead footprints <laughs> all over my front yard exactly where he's been oh um, no. everywhere he walked there oh. were dead spots and they were dead dead as a doornail because he, he tracked that roundup into my front yard so that's the deal okay one other thing about that roundup or any weed killer spray okay. if you've got a pet that is um that you let out into the area in which you're going to spray any of these weed killers mm-hmm. Um, be so careful because they'll get that stuff on their feet, lick it off, and it could be um, unpleasant. So be so careful if you have pets. I sometimes say if you have pets, just don't use it. Just okay. don't do it. If they can get into the area mm-hmm. where you sprayed. So this stuff works. It kills weeds, but it's toxic. There's it no is que- toxic. There's yeah. no question about it. Google it. <laughs> yeah, Google it. You'll find out. I wish you would. Oh, yeah. Anybody's thinking about using it to Google that and, and learn more about it. Once again, to be sure it's a product that you want to, to use. Put yourself. your hands on. Put, put your, your hands, hands on. In. Right. And of course, if you don't want to do it yourself, um, a lot of your um, lawn care companies that are licensed for that, mm-hmm. that's the key. You've got to be licensed for it. Can can do that for you charge you as they should mm-hmm. but um they can do some good companies out there that can help you if you don't want to do it absolutely stay tuned we got more to come on the garden line it's the pensacola expert panel i'm your host tammy martin i'm here with mike wiggins we have some questions that we good. will get to right good. after the break good. it's a fox news update followed by a local news update in our newsroom but don't forget bands on the beach is back tonight yeah. thanks to santa rosa island authority should at the Gulfside pavilion that's at seven o'clock this week um is on the rocks takes the stage and there are pensacola's own so stay tuned Child, I'm used, you ought to be 
much for texting in your questions, 437-1620. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. We've got to thank our listeners because yeah. we have got a whole bunch of questions. Yeah, I love it. Been texted in. Appreciate the phone call. Uh-huh. Um, so um, thank you for listening. Thanks for participating. Um, we will try to answer your questions we will. We're gonna the try to best we them. can. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we have to Mike, look it you up. you always get it right. Uh, that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very true. nice thing to say, it's but true. that is not true. I'm sure some of the listeners will say, well, Mike, you're right. You don't always get it. <laughs> you try your best. That's that, there you sure. go. Thank you very much. Yeah, I do try my best. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with number one. Is there a good weed control product for centipede that I can spread spray biweekly or monthly? That's from uh, Willie. The answer to that one is very complicated. No. <laughs> no. Um, weed killing has got to be reserved for the cooler months of the year. Um, when we get into the 90s or even the high 80s, and I even say sometimes the low 80s, you just have to put it on the shelf. Now, of course, to go back to our phone call, uh-huh. if you're trying to kill some weeds that are all by themselves and not mixed into your grass, that's different. You can use a non-selective. But if you're going to use a selective weed killer, which is a weed killer that kills the weeds but doesn't kill the grass, at this point here in mid-July, you're almost going to have to wait till probably late September, mm. even October, before we get into some real heavy weed killing. There's some good ones out there, Trimec, Carfenazone. Those are great products, but I just do not like to use them um, in, in the hot weather. And especially, especially if you get out there and, Use, if it's, you use them too heavy. Uh-huh. There are a lot of people that like to say, and we quote, made this quote last week, um, it's not like playing poker where you can double up to catch up. Uh. <laughs> you double up on that weed killer, you got problems. Right. But put it on the shelf for now. I wish there were. I totally agree with the person texting. I wish there was something that we could get out there and spray and take care of crabgrass and mm-hmm. um, Florida pusley and all that type of stuff. But um, in my opinion, unless somebody knows better, I don't think there is. Okay. All right. Is it too hot to spray for mosquitoes pest control? I don't think so. I don't think so. Obviously, it's the time to do it. Um, but no, I think there's a way to do it. I, I used to have a little company called Advanced Mosquito Control, mm-hmm. and we um, did a lot of summer work. Now. We really did. We have done the pest control thing in the past, and I mean the, the mosquito, and I just didn't see a big difference. It's hard to, hard to control. you got to understand, if you, you're spraying your house, the acreage where your house yeah. is, um, well, what are your neighbors doing? Right, they're not. What are your neighbors so. doing? Yeah. And, of course, we all do our part by going through all our little pots and mm-hmm. stuff that we use for planting plants to be sure there's no standing water. Uh-huh. That is the yes. key, no standing water. Remember, we always used to say when your live oak was losing leaves, to rake them up because they're cup-shaped leaves and water gathered in them, and mosquitoes would breed in those. Mm-hmm. But just take care of all the standing water. Um, there are some chemicals that one can use, um, little um, little lanterns, if you will, that have some mosquito control that you can put on your patio table while you're outside this time of year yeah. to help. Um, like I've told you in the past, um, they the mosquitoes they don't care what I have. They don't. They, they're they just like you a lot. Yeah. Um, I did see something real quick. We were watching a show about uh, in Louisiana the. Florida Wildlife Association people, 
that come and give you fines. What are their names? I blank right the second, but you know what I'm talking about. I trust whatever they say, right? Because they're in the, the wilderness. And he uses Amber Romance from Victoria's Secret. And he puts deed in it. So he puts sunscreen, then he sprays that on him, and he says it takes care of everything. So you know what I bought from Amazon this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Some Amber Romance spray from Victoria's Secret. Now, I'm going to try But let me ask this question. Do you, think it, do you think it's the Amber Romance that's doing it or the DEET that he's putting in there? Well, he says everybody's used DEET for years. That it takes care of gnats and really? everything. So No kidding. I will try anything, and I'm kind of trusting those people that are out in the woods in Louisiana. Oh, you bet. So oh, I'm going to oh, try it. We'll see. I'll, I'll report back. So Okay. I'm gonna, i got to write that down. I, don't... I, I, I bought some, so we're going to see. I'm going to mix it with some DEET, and then he said the sunscreen helps the skin, and mm. then the, everything else, it takes care of all the little pests. So, mm. all right. So I, I've got I've got to add My buddies are going to ask me. Now, Mike, <laughs> wow, what's, what's, what's that odor? What did, we're going to we'll Oh, I used some amber romance on on the break, I'm going to see. Okay, uh, another question. If I put too much fertilizer down on my St. Augustine grass back in April and the grass has some brown spots now, is there anything I can do to help the grass? I really believe with all the rain we've had, even if you used excess fertilizer in the spring, that's long gone. Mm-hmm. That's long gone. I would go ahead and follow the rules and use a slow-release fertilizer, a 16-08 analysis. really works well granular with iron and as i say for slow release be sure to use it the right mixture about i'd say in your their, their case five or six pounds per thousand square feet and i think it water it in water it in good okay. water it in really good i think you'll you may be okay but watch out for those brown spots because we started to show off talking about the nasty sod webworms but you can also get chinch bugs mm. and and there are other, you know, fungus in there. So um, you need to be sure to kind of analyze a little deeper what the brown spots are um, as opposed to fertilizer burn. Okay. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Joseph texted in a question. Is this fixable? I think I showed you the picture of the plant, of the uh, potted plant. I had it on the back patio when we got that heavy rain. Also, if I spray the lawn with weed killer, do I need to water it in? Uh, let's, let's do, let's do the, the latter first. Okay. Okay. Uh, Spraying weed killer, generally in your yard, is for broadleaf weeds. Okay. Say dollar weed. That's uh-huh. a great example of a broadleaf weed. What you're doing, you're spraying that weed killer on those weeds, wanting it to stay on the surface of those weeds. Some people even put into their spray what they call a spreader sticker, huh. which will make it stick to, say, that top of that um, dollar weed. So what that does, that should say absolutely not. Don't water after you spray the weed killer. It'll just wash it off, and it won't do much good. So, um, no, if you're going to spray for weeds, and once again, I, boy, this is, we've, how many times have we said it this morning? Don't spray the weed killer now. But when it comes time, you know, mix it up correctly, spray the weeds, and don't water it. Say for, I'd say for at least 24 hours, maybe okay. even 48. All right, awesome. Um, Les, uh, Lisa from Milton would... Uh, Wanted to let us know that she pulled two 13-gallon garbage bags of Florida Pusley. It's the only way I know how to get rid of it this past Saturday. You know, Florida. Oh, that's all I can think about is pulling weeds in this heat. Goodness oh, gracious. bless her heart. I'll tell you, the um, uh, Florida Pusley is, is um, a true, honest-to-goodness, broadleaf weed. Um, this is interesting. How can you tell a broadleaf weed from a grassy weed? No clue. A, a broadleaf weed generally has a little blossom on it. Grassy weeds do not. Okay. 
and sedges, which is the third category of weeds, do not. They just got the little stem that comes up with a little barb on it, if you will. But anyway, um, Florida pusley has a little white blossom on it, no question. And generally, it's not that hard to control. I, and I'm, I'm, that's probably not a fair thing to say because all these weeds are tough. They really are hard to control. But a good post-emergence weed killer like Trimec, Carfetazone, et cetera, should work when things get cooler. Mm-hmm. Not much one can do about it right now unless, once again, you want to kill everything. If you want to kill everything, <laughs> this is the perfect time to do it. If you want to just eradicate the whole yard, we can do that right now. <laughs> Who wants to do that? <laughs> no. We're going to take a quick break here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's the Garden Line. We are going to try to get to all your questions. I think we have a. I think we have one more. So good. We, we did oh, really keep good. Them, keep them coming. Yeah, 437-1620. And uh, just a heads up, next Tuesday, if you want to send in your questions around 9 o'clock on the dot, we can go ahead and start getting to them early <laughs> and get to all of them. You're welcome to do that. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel, News Radio 92.3. Good choice. Good I like Mike. Listen to it. You like this song, Mike? Oh, yeah. It's a great one. Welcome back. You're listening to News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. We can play music all morning. Yes, I, I know. Me too. Sometimes I just want to let it play for a while. I, I totally agree. <laughs> let me, let me, Tammy, let me tease one of your shows. Okay, up, let's okay? do it. Yeah. Um, not. Is it next week or the week it's after? August the 1st. August the 1st is when the um, members of the Francis M. Weston Audubon Society. Yeah, we have two weeks from today. The bird watchers are uh-huh. going to be here. And I'll tell you right now, I hope everybody will tune in. It's going to be following my show uh-huh. um, at, um, at 10. And so um, on Tuesday on the 1st. But they're going to be here. Um, Jim Brady, the president, is going to be here. Quite the guy. You're really going to enjoy him. And he's bringing them some of his um, members of the um, Audubon Society. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fascinating. Uh, everywhere I go, people, um, a lot of people are feeding the birds. They're, they're watching them, trying to identify them. I just enjoy and watching them um, do what they do, eat the food. Uh, their bird I'm feeders. excited. Outside. I am it's too. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward to learning all about what they do. Yeah. So, so that's the first. Uh-huh. Um, put that on your calendar. Yeah. Um, let's see them. Um, so it's going to be the Society. garden line, and directly after the garden line will it's be become uh, the birds. The bird Soci- Audubon Society. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. So Perfect. we have a question from a friend. Text in I have a cherry laurel tree growing in my flower bed that sends many shoots trying to populate that area. If I cut down the mother tree, will that stop the many shoots it's sending out? Thanks. That's a great question. Um, you know, cherry laurel is an interesting tree in that it's evergreen. Uh huh. Nothing ever gets it. It's almost bulletproof. It really is a great one. But it does just what this person who texts says. It's got those nasty little old blackberries on it. It'll drop it, and here come the shoots coming out of the ground. Yes, if you get rid of that mother plant, mm-hmm. um, that's going to help. But you got to get rid of those shoots because they're going to turn into their own mother plant. Okay. <laughs> so, so try to get rid of all of that if you can. I am, it, It's really too bad that um, they do that. Because it really is and can be a very attractive plant. 
but nobody wants to plant it because of all the berries. The birds eat the berries, and it's just a mess. So um, I, I would get rid of the mother plant and get rid of as many of the shoots as you can. Okay. I don't think there's going to be much of a weed killer that's going to kill um, those shoots of cherry laurel. Um, go back to the old Roundup question. Roundup is basically for grassy weeds. It doesn't like those woody plants, and that's what a cherry laurel is. So, so I would try to get them all out of there because I totally agree. It's just not a very desirable plant. Um, so we had a friend text in. Thank you so much. Just to let you know, traffic's at a dead stop on Olive Road. When you turn off service highway onto Olive, they're cutting up the road. No signs until you get there. Ambulance couldn't even get through. So if you're traveling in that direction, Olive Road, uh, just a heads thanks, up. Thanks, Thank you thanks, so much for that information. For that. I'm going to get to Bruce. He sent me an um, article about Victoria's Secret. <laughs> Catherine said, I used, and I I think I missed a question or a comment. Yes, the vinegar salt for weed killer, because Catherine said, I use white vinegar on the weeds and the cracks of the cement. It's not toxic to pets. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of home remedies Mm -hmm. that um, some people use, and I've heard that one before, um, and I'm pleased to hear that it works. I've never used it myself. Um, what I always recommend, because you're going to hear things like this. Like this uh-huh. is sometimes this is cocktail party chatter. The people <laughs> talk, you know, at our age talking about weeds in their yard, um, and they'll say, "Oh, I tried mixing this, 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 and this, and I put it on my weeds, and it seemed to work." Or I put it on a weed in my yard, and it killed some of the grass. Always experiment with that. Uh-huh. Get a mixture like this one, and. Go out in your yard, wherever you want to kill the weeds. If it's on a patio, that's easy to do. Just spray it on the patio, pour it on the weeds, and see if it works. If you're trying to kill a weeds in your yard <clears throat> with a home remedy, mm-hmm. um, experiment. Take a little oh, two-foot-by-two-foot area and do it in that area and see what happens. See if it's going to damage your grass. See if it's a waste of money. Mm-hmm. You know, Go through that uh, process and that's the way to do it because there are a lot of things out there. I have found that in our business, some of these home remedies crop up because even the traditional chemicals don't work as well as we would like them to work. Um, remember remember the mold question mm-hmm. about how to get rid yeah. of molds? <laughs> we and, don't want to start that. Do we, we don't want to start that, but remember <laughs> what people have resorted to? Juicy fruit gum, locks of hair, you know, in the runs for the molds um, because – a lot of the other traditional um, by-the-book remedies just don't work that well. So people resort to um, different things. So I'm gonna, just be careful um, when you start mixing up these concoctions that you experiment absolutely. as opposed to putting it everywhere. I'm going to comment real quick before I break about this um, Amber Romance and Victoria's Secrets bombshell perfume it says um a study done in 2015 shows that victoria's secret bombshell fragrance repelled mosquitoes for up to 120 minutes while multiple first-hand accounts in comment sections swear that amber romance is just as effective as any commercial chemical spray so can i actually replace my beloved deet spray with these fragrances to get a definite answer we must turn to the experts so i'm going to read about that but i just had to tell you that i thought that was pretty interesting before we go to the break who are the experts i don't know we'll find out <laughs> me it was- <laughs> I'm going to be the expert. I'm All right, the works. test case. Yes, <laughs> test now case. we'll know. <laughs> if I come back with 100 mosquito bites, it's not going to be pretty. So <laughs> We're going to take a quick break here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We'll be right back.
time in your prime Then you Let you listen longer, Elvis, but we Elvis, don't have much time. Elvis didn't show up today, but oh. Bob Dylan did. I, you know, thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. I did stuff. that just for One you, right? Best. Thank you. Thank <laughs> All right. You. So we just have a couple of minutes before we um, end the garden line. So let's get a couple of questions in. John wants to know he has a ton of bamboo. I have a bamboo growing hobby that went skyward. He has 40 plants and 25 gallons. Is there a local market to sell them to? Uh, since we don't have any time, I'm going to make it real quick. Okay. I'd call Larry out of Pensacola Seed and Garden, see if he has any interest. But otherwise, I would call uh, Beth Bowles at the Cam- at Scambia County Extension Service. Uh-huh. Let me give you that number. I'll give you that 475 5230 because they have a garden out there. Say the last four one more time. Yes. Uh four seven five five two three zero. And this is who? That's the extension service. And as for Beth Bowles, Beth is the extension agent out there, just to see if they have a need for it. Real quick word of caution, and I'm sure this gentleman knows this. If nobody wants them, be careful planting them in your yard because once you get them, you probably have them forever because they'll you can plant them in your yard. And the next thing you know, they're coming up in your living room. So oh, <laughs> bamboo man. is almost impossible to get rid of once you get it. There is a clump bamboo. Mm-hmm. So anyway, go back to the fig tree real quick. Okay, two small fig trees. What's the best way to plant? We have very limited time. Okay, <laughs> use some organic material, some Canadian stagnant peat moss. But here's another <laughs> old wives' tale. Um, a lot of the old farmers say plant a fig tree, whereas the roots, some of the roots go underneath a structure. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's it. It needs a lot of sun, a little organic material, but um, remember what the old farmers say and see if that doesn't work for you. Brown turkey fig is the best variety of fig tree. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike. It's always a pleasure having you on. Always fun. Thank you so much for texting into the garden line this morning. And like I said, next Tuesday, get those questions in. You can start at 9 o'clock, start sending them in. We would love to answer them for you.